So Song of Solomon chapter 2, if you're able, let's go ahead and stand one last time, if you're able, for the respect of reading God's Word. And I'm just going to read two verses, uh, verse 3 and verse 4. We won't read in unison tonight. Let's just, I'll just read them and then we'll get to the message tonight. The Bible says, As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for another opportunity to preach from your book. Lord, I pray that you'd help me to say exactly what I'd have to say tonight. God, I do uh, not know why you impressed upon me to change my message tonight, but I, I feel I was obedient, and so I ask you to bless it. Um, Lord, I, I, the best I can, I give myself to you. I resurrender my life back to you tonight as I preach this message. Please, Lord, help me to say everything I ought to say tonight. Lord, again, we love you and thank you for sending your son to die for us on Calvary. Lord, certainly we don't deserve it, but we thank you for salvation. Thank you so much, Lord, for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated tonight. So I think this message might be a little different than, if you will, my typical message. And I mean, I don't even have a title. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I was listening to some songs and some music, and, um, and the Lord just said, Hey, you need to change your message. And I said, Well, God, I've already got mine written out. And and everything and and he said well you know that verse his banner over me is love and I said I do and he said why don't you preach from there and um, I've never preached from the book of Song of Solomon before I, that I can recall that I can remember I looked through the margin of my Bible here and a couple other ones and I couldn't find any notes even in them so I was if you will I'm completely from scratch here tonight and so I want you to hang with me, but I just want to give a few simple thoughts, if you will, about our relationship to the Savior, on our relationship to our, our Savior tonight, and um, first thought tonight I want to notice is satisfaction, is a satisfaction towards our Savior in verse number one, or three rather, I'm sorry. He talks about um, the first part there being the apple tree and so forth, but I want to notice what he says about himself, and he says... I sat down under his shadow. Now, note this. With great delight. That word delight is literally means a high degree of satisfaction. That's what the word delight means. You say, well, what are we talking about here, Pastor? What do you mean by satisfaction? Uh, Solomon is writing here and he is stating that his satisfaction comes from being under his shadow, if you will, being in a walk and a perfect, harmonious relationship with God. If you will note, Saul, uh, uh, David writes in the book of Psalms, Psalms 91, follow with me over there and we'll take a look at it. And I've preached from this text before, but I don't guess I've noted that the two Go together, if you will. Note, he says, I sat down under his shadow, indicating, hear me now, that this was done on purpose. Him to walk with God was not an accident. Him, uh, if you will, us as Christians, when we walk with him, it's not an accident that we get up and read our Bibles. It's not an accident that you're here tonight. It's not an accident that we pray. We have to do those things on purpose. But I think the reason why... 
Many times we won't get under his shadow is because we don't delight in his shadow. Note what David writes in Psalms 91. He says, he that dwelleth in the secret place. We've talked about that secret place before. That's that time alone with God. The inner chamber with God. Away from the noise of the world, away from the noise of the children and the cell phone and the television set. The secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. My question tonight, Christian, do you have a secret place where you get alone with God? And further, the bigger question of that, hear me now, the question is this, do you have satisfaction in that secret place? And the question must be asked tonight is, for all of us, what do we delight in? Do we delight in setting ourselves under His shadow? Or do we delight in the hustle and the bustle and the gossip of society? Do we delight in everything else or do we learn to delight in His shadow? Learn to wake up in the morning and say, man, I can't wait to get alone with God. I've craved His presence all night long as I, as I laid in my bed and I woke up. The first thing I wanted was Him. The truth is, many times that's not the first thing we do. Preacher, i got to have my cup of coffee. Okay, I, okay, listen, listen, listen. I, I get all that. But hear me on this. That ought to be our satisfaction, our delight. It ought to be, man, I, I'm getting up to get my coffee so I can get to the shadow. I'm getting up to brush my teeth to wake myself up to get to the shadow. Not checking my Facebook feed or my notifications. But getting along with God. Satisfaction. Not only the satisfaction tonight, but notice there's sweetness. There's sweetness in this relationship. It says, in his fruit was sweet to my taste. His fruit was sweet to my taste. Note Proverbs chapter number 8 and verse number 19 here. The Bible says this. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. My fruit is better than gold. Well, we, the question that must now be asked, well, what is, what is the fruit? What is the fruit of God? Well, if we were to take time, and, and we won't, but Galatians chapter 5, many of us can quote it. The fruit of the Spirit. Right? That's the fruit of God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. That is the fruit of the Spirit. That is the fruit of God. The question, hear me now tonight, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, and so forth, are those sweet to your taste? I would say this tonight, Christian, that if we found our satisfaction in His shadow, His fruit would be sweet to us. But the truth is, when, when somebody is, is sweet and kind to us, and they've got the joy of the Lord written all over them, and the love of God is just exuding out of them, and we look at them and, and it's bitter to us, 
It's because we haven't been in the shadow. We haven't delighted in that. And so when we begin to delight in his shadow, his fruit does become sweet to us. When I think of fruit and sweetness, it's absolutely, uh, to me, I don't know why, but it's a watermelon. On a hot, hot, hot summer day, you take that watermelon out of the refrigerator, slice it up, and you eat it. I'm telling you what, man, I, I mean, that's manna from heaven. Y'all know what I'm talking about, sweet, sweet taste, sweet taste. And you don't ruin it by putting salt on it either, praise the Lord. His fruit, sweet to my taste. We were just up in Eureka Springs for our little family getaway with my, with my parents and such, and and uh, we, had, we had watermelon there and that we just kept sticking halves back into the fridge. And man, I ate on it for like three days. I mean, it was an enormous watermelon. It was sweet. It's hot outside and it was, we're sweaty. I'm talking humid and everything else. And just go in there, get yourself a bite. It was so sweet. Think about this. Listen now, listen. When you enter into that shadow of God, and you've been dwelling with him, and you've delighted in his presence, delighted in walking with him, delighted in talking with him, and the love of God begins to come out of you, and the joy, and the peace, and the long-suffering, and the gentleness, and the meekness, and so forth. When all of the fruit of the Spirit begins to boil up within you, you say, "Whoo, man, that's sweet to my soul. That's sweet. We not only find the satisfaction and the sweetness tonight, but notice here is the safety. Verse number four says, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. Note here, there's a twofold safety net. First is there's a feasting going on here. He brought me to the banqueting house. Say, what am I feasting on? I'm feasting on his love. I'm feasting on his mercy. I'm feasting on his, his grace, his comfort, his joy. I'm feasting on manna from heaven. I'm feasting on him. Listen tonight, Christian, there's no reason why any one of us have to be down and out tonight when every one of us can be a part of that banqueting house. Feasting on manna from heaven. The joy of the Lord just outpoured upon each and every one of us. We can all experience that. What are you feasting on tonight? See, the problem is, the reason why we have an inability to feast on Him and His is because we're so full of everything else out there. So when it comes time to feast at His banqueting table, we almost snub our nose at it because we're so full of everything else. Listen, Christian, and, and, and every one of those things leave us wanting. It's like a bowl of cereal. Right? I love cereal, and I love to eat cereal. But you've got to eat like 900 bowls of cereal to fill anything from me. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Miss Vicki eats a bowl of cereal every Sunday night. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. It leaves you, leaves you still hungering, but then if you... If you drink the milk afterwards, I, we always drink the milk afterwards because mama wouldn't let us throw the milk away because it's money, right? You got to don't waste the milk. Then you start to get that feeling of fullness, but then within the next half an hour or so, you're no longer full. Why? Because you didn't eat anything of substance. That's what happens in our Christian life. A lot of times we are out here eating cereal when we could be feasting on manna from heaven, being 
full of substance. And the joy of the Lord just bubbles out of us and just flows through us. We not only see the feasting tonight, but notice the flag tonight. Here in that safety. And his banner, not my banner, his banner. It's not my standard. It's not my uh, guide on, as we called it in the military. It's not my flag. It's his flag. His banner over me is love. Question tonight, Christian. What flag is over your head? What are you waving tonight? Am I known for the love of God where I work? Am I known for the love of God with my family? Is the love of God just flowing out of me? Because why? Listen, His banner over me is love tonight. You understand tonight that as a child of God, He loves me. He loves you. Child of God, listen, He loves you tonight. You may feel down and out. You may not feel, listen, Every, every one of us may have experienced my, uh, a, a, a doubtful uh, mindset. We may think that I'm worth nothing, I'm pointless, it's useless. No, 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 listen to me tonight, child of God. His banner over me is love. It's, now notice this, it's his love that's over me. Because that's his banner flying high tonight. There's no reason for us Christians to ever be down and out and feel like, I just can't make it, Pastor, I can't make it, I can't do it, I can't do this anymore. Pastor, you don't understand, I've been down, I've been down, I've been down, I've been beat down, I've been beat down, I've been beat down. Pastor, I feel like I'm going to quit, I don't take, I can't take anymore. Well, look high to the standard, look high to the banner, and see that the banner over me is love tonight. Start feeling down and out, man, look to the cross. Look to what he's done for you. Start feeling like you can't make it anymore. Remember what he did for me and you. Remember how I, once upon a time I was a lost uh, a sinner in society and the mercy and grace of God reached out and saved my soul. Remember tonight that it could always be worse. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. Christian, tonight, do you see that flag flying over you tonight? That flag of love and mercy and grace and truth is draped over you tonight. We would run in the military. We'd have our brigade and battalion runs and so forth, which were always always very dreaded runs because you have like 8 billion people running and it's just like an accordion thing. But each company, you knew where each company was because you had a flag. We had a guide on at the front of your company. And at the very front, you'd have the battalion flag. And in the Army, I don't know how Marines and Air Force and all them do it, but in the Army, you've got like 8 billion streamers of everything your, comp your battalion's ever done, right? But you went to this war, you won this battle, you did this, and they've got streamers. Hanging. So this flag begins to wave. I mean, it's not just a piece of cloth. I mean, there's like streamers hanging off of it. And that flag is a representation. And here's the thing, was when we would run for the battalion, it'd be uh, myself and three other fellows, because they would just get representatives from each company, and sometimes I'd get called out, all right, Stephanie, you're going to go up there and run. So we're running. And it's going to be a five, six, seven, eight mile run. And that's just what it's going to be. And you're running and you're running and you're running. Well, over time of running, 
that guidon got heavy. That flag would get heavy. And so what do we do? We let the flag fall? No, the banner still waves on. So we hand it to the other guy so the other guy can whew, get some rest while we're running. But the idea is this, is that flag had to keep flying over me. It was my guidepost. We were the ones in the front leading the entire battalion. No different than his flag over me. Is leading me. It's covering me. It's protecting me. It's encouraging me. It's lifting me up. But I think so many times, so many times, we allow every little glimmer, every little lure, every little thing that comes down the pike to distract us and we miss. But hey, man, I'm under the banner of love. I'm under Him. I'm under God's protection. I'm under God's power. I'm under God's provision. Christian, tonight, how is the Savior with you? How do you rather, how do you recognize the Savior tonight? Do you find great satisfaction in walking with Him and getting under His shadow? You say, preacher, do you always want to do that? No. I have a fleshly appetite like anyone else. There's times when I sit down to read my Bible just because I know I'm supposed to read my Bible. Just being transparent with you. But then there's those other times, whew, man, I can't wait to get in the Word of God. And that's when it's so delightful, so, here it is, so sweet. Christian, we've got to understand who He is. Understand how great of a God we serve tonight. He brought me to the banqueting house and His banner over me was love. Tonight, Christian, God's banner is over you. If you're born again, if you're a child of God, His banner is waving high over you. There's great, nothing greater thing that we can do than just to take time to thank Him for His banner. Thank Him for His sweetness. Thank Him for His shadow. Let's take time tonight with the Lord. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your precious book. Thank You for what You've given us tonight. And Lord, I pray that this helps somebody tonight. Lord, if there, was no, if there was just one person here tonight that needed that, Lord, it was worth it. Certainly, Lord, I'm not preaching just to one person, but You understand, Lord, what I mean by that. And, and so, God, I ask that you would just work mightily through this message tonight, with this message tonight, and during this invitation process. Please, Lord, we ask during this altar call that you would bring people to this altar and they'd spend some time alone with you. Please, Lord, we beg of you for it.